everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Wednesday night, time for a street fight. We are back and ready to go on the attack against the squares and the corny motherfuckers in power that want to tell us what to do. Um, we have finally are finally doing a show again. I apologize for taking the break. We had a good time on tour. We'll tell you all about it. Thank you for being here for our first show back. If you're watching on live stream, we do all of our shows on live stream now. So if you want to hang with the gang, chat. Um, the Discord is all hooked up now. So people are in the Discord are chatting too. Um, head over to Twitch. Head over to Facebook. Head over to Twitter. Head over to YouTube. You can watch the live stream as we do it and listen to the show and talk to people. For those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for eight years now out of capital of Ohio, Arawak City, as it will be named after the renovations come through, uh, known as Columbus for now. And uh, we are... Shit, man. We are shit. We are shit. We're shit. We we're shit. Like shit. everybody else. We're shit like everybody else, but we're the only people willing to admit it. Uh, we're smoking on mids down here. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually not hitting the mids. I just posted a picture of mids and people are freaking out about it. Puffing on seeds, man. It makes you berserk, man. It makes you fucking crazy, dude. People who, by the way, if the shit went down and there wasn't, any more weed, and that was all that was there, would be begging us to hit that weed. Oh, I'd be back on the meds, no problem, man. <laughs> yeah. No problem. I mean, it's like, I go to these big cities, uh, for example, Washington, D.C., and I see a ton of people smoking those fucking splits, and I'm like, you are a fucking sicko with these things. But it's like they can hit it all day, I guess, is their thing. I think that's just Sam Knight, really. I don't know. I've seen more people doing it. members of the D.C. area reggae enthusiast club. Yeah. The District Sentinel crew. They just, they'll put a tobacco. No, I've seen it in a few places. Okay. Okay. And over there in in London and shit. That's how they smoke it over there. Oh, I know. I know about Two-Tone. I know all about (laughs) Two-Tone. It's sick. I can't do it. Either give me a cigarette or give me weed. One or the other. No, they're great mixed together. When I used to have a job, I would I would unpack cigarettes and then repack them with a little bit of weed in them. And it was like, ooh, hit the green part of this one. Fucking love it, you know. That's true. Oh, that was a fun tour, huh? It was a great tour. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Um, not to pit anybody against each other, but Philly is far and away the best fucking people in the world. You, The show kicked ass. Yeah, all, I mean, all the shows were great. Yeah, but Philly did like a Philly million times great. better yeah. than everybody Portland else. Portland was great. Portland sure. was like a true shock to the system, and Brett's just mad because it snowed while we were there. I was not excited about the <laughs> snow. I was looking at home and seeing that it was like 65 degrees out. Yeah. They were having, my daughter was doing picnics and shit. Yeah. I think the thing, uh, we should talk about what we did out there and sure. stuff. I mean, we don't have to, we're not going to run over the whole travel log or anything like that. We had a shitload of fun. Uh, met a lot of fucking cool people. Uh, New York's dropped down the list of great cities for us. I mean, here's the thing. I think every time I leave New York, I'm like, oh, fucking what a hellhole. And then I go back and I'm excited to be back, you know. And and I got to say, 
Uh, I met the, just the most delightful drug dealer I've ever met in my entire life in New York. Just, you know, a lot of drug dealers run their fucking mouths and they say, oh, I can get this. I can get this. And they can't really. I, a lovely human being that I love. So I'm, that was beautiful about New York. <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I have to say that uh, my opinion on New York, the city, is that it's a fucking awful place. Yes. No one should be allowed to live there. We should move everybody out. It's too much of a hassle to get around, and it costs too much money to get anywhere, and everything is just, like, so in your fucking way. Like, it's just not doing the best to, like, serve the public. But people there, absolutely amazing. Yeah. I love the people there. And like you said, we met a a professional-level New York City drug dealer, not like your cousin... You know, that just sells weed for $5 more than what he gets it for. I'm know? honestly going to, like, really give people the stink eye now if they claim to be a drug dealer. Yeah. Like, well, what do well, you got? Like, what do you got over there? Okay, what, what can you get me? Right. Because this person, I was able to ask this person. And I just any, <laughs> Anything is on the table. Anything was on the table. You know, beautiful. It was beautiful. It was that, great. That was and good the, deal, too. The best deal I've ever gotten. Oh, yeah. It's straight up the, just the highlight of New York. Really, <laughs> yes, it was the, the incredible drug hookup. The day I ate 12 Oxycontin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, uh, the, that part of the country, uh, Philly was great. Of course, we've been to Philly. We, we spent four days in Philly, and we had, like, a really good time. And the audience in Philly was really great. And uh, um, New York was fun. The show was oh, fun. You know what Philly did? And you have to, we have to get this started. In Philadelphia, when we were doing the show, somebody threw a six-pack of Sodexo-branded socks, like corporate swag. Someone swung it in at the fucking stage. And then someone threw a Great Clips bag at us from the stage. It was the best thing in the world. Yeah, I love so throw it. throw your corporate swag at us. I don't know what we'll do with it, but it's cool that people are doing it now. Donate like, it or hand it out. It, you yeah. Know. I mean, we'll socks... Homeless people need socks, yeah. you know? And throwing it on stage at a show is funny. It's like people throwing their panties at us, but it's something more worthless. Yeah, you get... <laughs> and then, you know, you get something out of it, too. Yeah. It's better than just a slap in the face from your employer, you yeah. know, when they gave you socks with the company logo on them. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I really love Philly. I love New York. I've been to New York. But the the part of this tour that really kind of was crazy to us because we've been to philly and new york we've spent significant time in both places we know those places we have friends in those places is that we went up to new england after that and we we did portland maine and the people there were fucking great and fucking rowdy audience and and they were very fun and uh is the first place where they handed out naloxone at one of our shows. Yeah, that was, was a like, big one. Main access point showed up and handed out naloxone to any of the hard party and street fight. I mean, crew. really, even if you just party at all, you should have it. It's True. not like a hard partying thing. It's like if you party and people are maybe there, there's a possibility that they might be doing opioids around you. It's a good idea to just have it because if it's heroin. Right. I mean, that's the thing we talk about so much is like if they legalized it, we would know what we were getting and you could take pills and it would be all big fun thing. But with heroin, you, you never know what's in it. And right. If somebody starts to exhibit the uh, it like looks like they're going to OD. It is great if you have this thing that you can hit them with, especially since the police are so afraid of fentanyl that 
that they'll be suiting up in a fucking astronaut suit before they can get in there, and you, you'll die before they get there. Yeah, they're too afraid. They're so, too afraid of breathing in, breathing in a fentanyl. And if you're in Maine and, and you can work with Maine access points, I don't know what they need or what kind of volunteers they need, but that is an organization that, I mean, I really found those people wonderful. They were very serious people, and uh, they gave us shirts. They're, they weren't serious like I, I think when I say serious people, it would it would lean people to believe that I mean like they don't fuck around and joke around. But when I say serious, like they're people that know what they're talking about, and they're people that uh, they they're people that are passionate about this thing and aren't just gonna stop doing it. Like you have sometimes in activist circles. So like I was really impressed with them. I think they talked us into going to a drug policy co- conference in St. Louis in November. So I think we're going to be doing that. It's yeah. like November 10th, and it's a drug policy conference, and all the harm reduction advocates are going to be there. And I think me and Brett are going to go down there. I don't think we're part of it or anything. If they want us, then they're more than welcome to have us. But uh, we will do something for them for free, probably. But they haven't asked us, but we're going to be there. And uh, we'll probably do a show down in St. Louis and redeem ourselves. And <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. And uh, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like that was beautiful. I thought that was a really great thing. Like I like you see a lot of these groups. I, I think the DSA still has roughly the same core group of people, at least in Columbus, roughly the same core group of people running things that they did two years ago when the big recruiting boom came up and they're very serious people. You know, it's not their full-time job, but they, they treat it like their full-time job. And I really got that vibe from main access points. And, uh, you know, it's brave in 2019 to advocate for harm reduction in any way that makes a difference. The, you know, because like the police are just like everybody's out to get these people. They right, just want right. them to die and right. go away, and and they see them as a bother. So I just I I really want to reiterate how how uh, impressed I was with with main access points, and uh, the DSA there was good. The DSA in Boston was really great, and uh, they tabled at our show. And uh, there's a lot of laws up there, man. That part of the country, yeah, feels hostile to me yeah and it's one of those ones where they also tell you like live free or die and shit too (laughs) but then there's taxes that's no sales tax okay but they mean literally mean free (laughs) they don't mean like freedom they mean like (laughs) you don't have to pay sales we ain't going tax (laughs) yeah i did wonder of the shoes i bought for my daughter had no tax on them which was nice i mean i guess that's a selling point right (laughs) yeah yeah i felt very much i i just i felt watched up there yeah there was a lot of police sort of nickel and dimed a little bit like i i kind of felt like you know, you drive 30 miles and they want a fucking another $2 like, from yeah, you. Yeah, can I get $3? Yeah. Hey, can I get $3? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the police are able to hide easier up yeah, there. Like, there were some sneaky-ass fucking vehicles. There was one that I didn't even know what it was. It looks like someone's weekend fucking hot like rod. Like a motherfucking Knight Rider. Yeah, it <laughs> did. It was. It was a Knight Rider. It was a new kit. Kit. But it was like kit. I thought it was somebody doing an illegal U-turn, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that thing's got yeah, lights on." That it. has weird red lights in the back, and it's talking to the officer. In Portland, I uh, we stayed downtown Portland. Yep. It seems like a very hip city. Yeah. When, when well, you're not, it was snowing, 
But my vibe that I got from that city is that when it's not snowing, it's an extremely hip city. Sure. And, I didn't uh, see a lick of Portland, unfortunately. I have no idea what it even is like. Yeah, I actually might be going back in July now. But um, I went to the laundromat in like the hip neighbor, like the hipster neighborhood, right? And it was called the Soap Bubble. It was like a mile from our hotel. So it was like, I'm, I'll just go to this laundromat. And it said, we support our troops. We support the boys in blue and the decorating scheme on the windows outside were thin blue lines just on every wow. fucking pane of wow. glass on the outside. It said, but then I went cheap in. Cheap pop. It's cheap pop. It's true. Then I went in and they like had a Chucky doll head that was painted like really cool. They had like really kitschy decorations inside. They had a love Trump's hate sign in there. And I just really was like whiplashing while I was at that place. Wow. But I just felt like there was so much supporting the, the police and the troops happening up there. Like more than I see here. Now that's not fair because where we live here is the more liberal part of the state. Like, it's not fair to be like, they, they worship the troops more than in Ohio. Yeah, but if they that's do their more downtown, than in, in the downtown, people don't fuck with Blue Lives Matter too yeah. much here. Yeah, that's there true. was the one pizza place that we found out about, but uh, I don't know. And you walk around. I don't know of I any Blue Lives Matter themed anything in town, downtown. I mean, Westerville... Westerville is all about it. Yeah. Western, I didn't say Westerville. <laughs> I meant downtown. You're like backing up. Like, I would never say Westerville. They yeah. all have blue lights on their front porch. And- Westerville strong happened, and that's like their Boston moment. That's just going to live with those people forever. Yeah. And I don't think everybody there is like a big blue lights. No, I no, because there was a barbecue place that complained about the Westerville yeah. strong situation. Well, I went to the... Uh, I, I went to a pizza shop at midnight, and there was this guy that was working there that had he been in Ohio, Juggalo. 100% would have been a Juggalo. Okay. He had every telltale sign of a Juggalo, but since he was in Maine, he was wearing a Blue Lives Matter uh, beanie cap. And I feel like I could have sat down and I tipped him five the bucks. The beanie, man, is like so relaxed. I, and it's <laughs> like, you're into cops, though? But you like, you know... You like a comfortable, like, snuggy head situation. You don't like an oppressive cap that's, like, sized and measured to your fucking skull. Right. I want... I, you can even slide that thing, like, when you get tired, you just, like, push your beanie, like, halfway off your head until it feels good. And then you're just like, oh, God, just leave it there for a minute. As long as his dad wasn't the police, I think I could have talked yeah. him out of it in, like, 15 minutes. He seemed like a You should have offered to buy him another hat. Yeah. Because he probably got that. That's probably the freest hat he could get. I don't know. He might have bought that hat, dude. I mean, there was a lot See, of See, that's not a hip, man. That's not hip. When you said it's hip, like, that's the bad kind of hipsterism. But there was, like, 80 people at our live show, and I don't think any of them were like that. They did no. all drive in from far away places. <laughs> like, yeah. a lot of them were driving from New Hampshire and Vermont. Like, it was, like, a real picking up, like, people from all over kind of New England. But that's – I do love that. Um, I love nostalgia, man. I just love, like, old video games and, like, uh, worshiping the police, too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'm just, you know, I'm a horror horror head. I go to all the uh, – all the conventions and uh, thank every officer that I see, you know, that, that they protect my right to to meet Kane Hodder and shake his hand, you know. <laughs> I love horror movies. Don't like Maniac Cop. That's one I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our boys in blue don't deserve that kind of uh, treatment. 
Uh, so yeah, I just felt a lot of like a th- I, we kept saying as we drove around up there that it felt authoritarian up there. It did. And it's not anything against like any of you that live there, and I'm sure you would probably agree, but it felt more authoritarian than Columbus, Ohio, at least, or well, like LA and- or uh uh Places like Des Moines, I didn't see that Dude, much of it. Like it's it also the most. It was the most authoritarian of all the places we've done shows. Well, dude, plus everybody's like, oh, man, weed's legal here. And I'm like, it is not legal. I'm fucking scared as fuck right now. I do not want to talk to one of these stiff upper lip assholes about the fucking contents of my bag. Yeah. Like, I, and there's this not, nobody's, like, having a good time. There's no THC fucking cafes anywhere. Yeah. Like, this is not relaxed. Like, let let your fucking hair down West Coast fucking legalized weed going on yeah. here. I just got so many. <clears throat> I just, I mean, they, the, the northeastern part of the country i should have maybe we should have gone there before we went to the west coast because that's what probably fucked us up we went to the west coast and when we came back now me and brad will have like just a sesh every once in a while where we sit down and we're like how great is fucking la man how great was san francisco and portland and and seattle just like really high class places just really great (laughs) <laughs> like I will never do that about the Northeast. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a place. I, I mean, New York. It's is- just a different. It's just I can imagine living there and understanding. It's the same way they couldn't understand being a hayseed from fucking Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true too, man. I like, mean, things move a lot. Really, it's slow just here. it's like. It is one of those places where I feel like I'm in a different country. Like it's nice to not feel like we. It's nice to not feel like I live in a fucking monoculture. Sometimes you know. Oh. Um, Can I congratulate New York for, like, keeping the bikes and scooters off the sidewalks, though? I mean, just a real, like, right on New York. I don't know how you do it. I would love to figure it out in Columbus, Ohio. We can't do that. And I'm constantly almost getting run over by bikes and scooters. Yeah. So, congratulations on that. But that probably has something to do with, like, the law and order vibe in New York, too. Right, right. You know what actually is funny? There was a breakthrough of uh, the monoculture. When we went to Kentucky, this guy that was at the desk for the place we stayed at was like younger, you know, in his 20s, bearded guy with like a backwards real tree hat and like a mossy oak jacket. And uh, I asked him about some, one of the, the walking trails and he was like, oh, yeah, man, it's legit. And I was like. You don't. Why do you say legit? Where do you write that online or something? Like you don't say legit around here. That's something so it. weird. For you. Legit. That's legit. Hey, man, it's legit. That's man. legit. I was like, you don't say I that. It's legit. <laughs> it sounds right. No. I was watching Titans this week on the like the DC show. Uh huh. And they went to a there. Part of it takes place in Ohio, right? And uh, they go to a diner in Ohio. She sits down. We're talking about rural Ohio. We're not talking about Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, not even Dayton or Lima. We're talking about rural Ohio. Goes to a diner, orders chicken and waffles, and they have it. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. They don't have that shit in rural Ohio. Yeah, it's still an anomaly. <laughs> You're gonna have it's to pretty look. crazy out here. <laughs> it's, they have it my, here. My, my dad and mom would, like, fucking flip, a, <laughs> flip their wig. Yeah, it's here. But you would never order chicken and waffles in rural Ohio. You order a cheeseburger or a salad with chicken on it. Yep. Yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) That's That's right. That's the choices to make. Maybe uh, 
Uh, chicken fried steak? Yes. Or country yeah, fried steak? Even pushing it southern. Too. I loved country fried steak. It's very much like the middle of Ohio, the, the rural parts of Ohio. It is all cheeseburger. As boring. I, like, I wish I could describe to you the menu. As like you're right. It's a cheese. It's all there's. There's basically there's a dairy mart or a dairy quick or a dairy. Uh, not, not. I mean, Queen is what took over, but every place, every place has a soft serve. Yeah. Place where they have teenagers that serve like popcorn, shrimp, and hamburgers um, to fucking old people that want to pretend like you know they're gonna go. Necking in the back of a Bel Air convertible. You might, you know? you might get like a sirloin steak. Yeah, It'd be a big sirloin with like gravy and Dude. mushrooms on it. Yes, yep, yeah. I would get fried <laughs> mushrooms. I would eat popcorn shrimp all the fucking time. From there was like a dairy, dairy something that was on the in in Roundsburg hometown. There was one right there. My parents were like. You know, oh, let's get, let's all go take a, you know, head on down. <laughs> Everybody fill up on fried fucking frozen food and these, and this milk, this, was, this milk solid that they can't call ice cream. <laughs> was talking to my wife about when I was growing up, I used to go to this place called the Ground Round. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. just served like basically steaks. Yeah, they used it to was do just a, really steaks and cheeseburgers, but mostly steaks. Ground Round kids ate for a penny a pound, right? That's what it is. They yeah. you ate for a penny a pound, so like How we much would you just weigh? go there all the motherfucking time when I weighed like 49 pounds. I mean, fuck, dude. You could weigh 200 pounds and that's yeah, a fucking that's deal. deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd take the penny a pound deal in any place. <laughs> I know. I wish they still did it. There was a place by my house that kids ate free on Sundays. It wasn't like a great restaurant, but it was like, we used to go there sometimes. It's like, oh, that place is giving away free food these yeah. days. Oh, but there's a free falafel and free uh, veggie burger on Monday for Earth Day. Mm. I'm about this, to hit, just I'm this Monday, both. that's it? Yes. Just one Monday? One Monday. Oh. I'm hitting them both up. That's going to okay. be my lunch and my dinner. That's odd. and uh, Free food, bro. That's true. That is I true. I hate cooking right now. Yeah, me too. I came well, back. actually, I've been enjoying cooking because we've cooked every day this week because I was so tired of eating out of boxes. I like eating on a plate. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. that's what's rough, man. Eat on the being on the road and like trying to get nutrition down, and <clears throat> the food is just so fucking sweaty when it's been sitting inside of that box. It's hard. <laughs> Once, <laughs> as soon as they close it up and then put it inside of a bag, it's over. It's fucking over. Yeah, Grubhub is not, like, figured out yet. It's not even close to figured out. There's just so much technology that has to be done still. They need to figure out a way to vent those things. Yeah, and that they room to... service is... That's, it's a rich person for a it reason. It was good. But it was good. It's always good. It's slamming. I've had... Every time I've had it, it's been good. It's been expensive, but it's been good. I love room service also because you don't see the charge on the transaction. Like, I just see, like, the hotel, the cost for the hotel. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. Like, you're staying in a hotel, which is a 20-hour, or it's a 24-hour thing. We stayed at a mall in Boston. Yeah. Dude, Boston was the shit. I, I got to say, Boston, for me, moved into maybe top, like, three slots for, like, best city I've been to ever. I loved the water. I loved how the buildings were real short. Everything was clean. Like, ex- it was seemed like a hellish place to drive. Like I would probably never drive there. Yeah. But I did see a shitload of people on bikes and scooters not on the sidewalks. Yeah. Which is important. Because today I was running. I'm I'm running. Motherfuckers just giggling, having fun on the sidewalks. I'm like, 
Get off! Get the scooter off the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just can't stop riding those things on the sidewalk. I don't sidewalk. trust you. I don't trust you at all. Yeah, yeah. Having too much fun out there. Cool it with the scooters. So we do have news today. I think uh, there's a very there's a very important story, especially the street fight in the presidential election of all places. Just oh, a interesting. Place where we would never look yeah. for news, right? Well, what do we care about that thing? Uh, actually, we do look at it sometimes, but we're not doing that right now because we're not in the mood. And <laughs> so Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Uh-huh. Now, this guy, bad politics. Oh, he looks. Oof. He says some bad shit. <laughs> and he's got a, he, he's got the real bland look. He's, he is boring. Yeah. He's I got that he, Edwards look. The, just the throwback, the swooped over silky hair, right? The, yeah. Like, Boyish, like choir boy look, right? Like it feels like he could win. You like it feels so? like he. I no, I don't actually. I think Bernie Sanders is like the head guy, and then maybe a like a Joe Biden kind of thing could happen or something. I think Joe Biden's the guy. Set it on stage in New York. Set it on stage a few other places. Not only do I think Joe Biden wins the primary, but he makes jokes about making people uncomfortable through the entire campaign. Is what I think. Happens. You think people want Uncle Joe back? No, I don't. But I think that the Democrat, we're, we're depending on the Democrats, right? Uh-huh. To do something and never expect them to do something even close to oh, good. Okay. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Like, I just don't expect them to, to like. But I, you think he's he could beat him? You think he's the best guy for the Biden job? could beat Trump. I okay. think Biden could beat Trump. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't want him to. I don't want him to be the president. Okay, like not at all. I'm. This is like not an endorsement. This is a prediction, and it's a prediction based on being let down by the Democrats several elections in a row. <laughs> right. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I just think that's the guy they love. Like an old person, they yeah. love it. When, and Bernie's old, but. He's, he's not the got, right kind of old. He doesn't have the right all the kind memories. of old, old man politics. Yeah. He has the wrong kind of like politics. He believes in some things that they hate. Yeah, yeah he wasn't bad. He wasn't there like doing dirty deals in the back rooms like on 9-11 in Iraq and shit. Yeah, yeah. So this P- Mayor Pete Buttigieg, he has talked about not wanting free college. Which was stupid and weird. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, why, uh, why say it? That's like always a thing I think about. Like it's like you didn't have to say that. Yeah. Like even if you believe it, like maybe make it easier for me to vote for you by just not mentioning it. Yeah, I um, I mean, it just turns off a lot of people when you start talking like that. I mean, it's just immediately a guy that looks like that that you're just like, you know, a fucking weasel. Guys like that that tell you what's impossible. Yeah. Are right. not inspiring and. I don't want anything to do with well, it. Or, or just, just to say, like, uh, well, you know, I mean, really anybody can can go to college. Anybody can rise up. Why should we be paying other people, you know? Like, anybody can be getting going into debt. Anybody can sign on the dotted line and get $100,000 in debt for college. Why should we be making it free? You know, yes. like, that's his argument. And it's like, it's so fucking boring, dude. Or, <laughs> it sucks. you kidding me? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all... I, the thing is, they're like, oh, we can't do anything about it. You know, we can't. You know, people don't really want... Uh, what What do people expect us to do? It's like something. that, Like, we expect... You, we. What we're saying is, we want free college. Yeah, there's other places <laughs> in the world that exist. This is one of those also only American... Be, we can only talk about America. 
yeah. when we can't talk about like places like Germany where we could go get free college. Like if we moved to Germany, we could go fucking get free college. You know, yeah. those fucking teach anybody anything, right? I know. It's like, fuck. I'm, it's like, we know these places exist. This isn't like us making shit up, you know? Well, it's like saying you, okay, we know you want it, but you can't have it. It's like, well, then why it's the, would I it's vote the Obama for you? thing. You it's Obama. It He's Obama, yeah. man. That's yeah. the Obama thing. It's like, I mean, sure, we could try for that, but you know America's never going to do like the yeah. right thing. We have to do a fucked up thing. And it's like, you're doing the, it's your, you're acting like you, you're art in control of your own fucking hands. I you know. know. Our buddy, uh, Mike Hugs from Twitter, just the sweetest man. Uh, he posted something today that said, uh, like Nancy Pelosi was, uh, being interviewed. And she said that she's like, if you went up on the street and asked people if they like Medicare or the ACA better, they're going to say the ACA. And I'm like, you would never talk like you will get punched in the face if you tell somebody ask somebody if the ACA is good. Like people hate that fucking thing. Yeah. Everybody unanimously hates the Affordable Care Act. Like it's something that none of us no. like. It fucked everybody over. Yeah. yeah, it put a bad taste in every person's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I think like I, Medicare people I that have it like it. Some people do have a lot more people have it right, but. I have insurance because of it, but it also just destroyed the rest of the whole fucking industry. What made people fucking mad? It, it just people hate it. The cost, so I mean, the much. costs have been out of control. I mean, I haven't had a decent policy for years now. It's just like, nobody it's just dwindling away. You know, yeah. every time, every it time we get a new worse. medical plan, it's like the co-pays are bigger and the, the deductibles are higher and all that shit. You right. Know? It keeps getting worse. And, and like, so go ask somebody on Medicare. What they think of it, and I'll bet you they like it more than we like yeah. the Affordable Care Act. I'm just guessing because they don't pay for it yeah. and they can go to doctors and stuff. Right. That's great. Because on Medicare are always at the goddamn doctor. <laughs> I know. It's always funny when you think about it. They're like, uh, well, what, what, what would be the bonus to, to having Medicare for all? And you're like, like you wouldn't have to like pay for the health care that's like all we want is that yeah. you don't have to pay for it that's there's just no it <laughs> everybody has access to it yeah we don't want to pay for it they're like it could be worse and it's like it sucks now yeah it's terrible now most people have catastrophic people, insurance there's enough instagram videos to convince people not to use the doctor yeah. i don't think that like it's going to really flood flood things too bad yeah oh the instagram <laughs> that are like eat an avocado yeah yeah, yeah. there's enough them. people that have decided essential oils are going to solve those issues so they ain't coming to the doctor just because it's free that's gonna be like that's what they want it's a goddamn trap they set a fucking trap <laughs> they're gonna shoot you up full of heavy metals <laughs> i dude i there are people in my family that never go to the doctor now that i 100 percent know would never go to the doctor like sure, they i know don't if it was trust free. it at all they would rather i i've seen them motherfuckers eat grass before like just have grasses growing in their in their cabinet or whatever and then they're like oh man i got a headache i'm gonna eat some of this fucking lemongrass or whatever it's like take a fucking aspirin man yeah yeah <laughs> Take something for that. There's yeah. a whole fucking field of medicine there for you. And you're like, you know, David Avocado Wolf. You're taking like his, like, can you imagine like 
looking at David Avocado Wolf and then being yeah. like, oh, I don't take this guy seriously. This is, yeah. <laughs> I want to put my health in this guy's hands. Yeah. <laughs> so uh pete Buttigieg, right i forgot <laughs> circling back around <laughs> yeah oh, i also before i wanted to add for the people that show up for our um our flavor uh our snack attack opinions the polar orange vanilla seltzer water is the best one right now it's like a cream dream sickle cream sickle situation i'm real high on it's cherry. fucking good my god it's delicious I'm real high on cherry right now, which is very basic flavor. There's also a generic one, the generic one. I think Giant Eagle has it. Generic. Generic. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Pete Buttigieg, yes, was asked at a town hall in Des Moines, Iowa. I've been there. I had the Chinese, I have too. Had the Chinese food too. pizza while I was yeah, there. Yeah, had fongs or phones <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it was great. It was actually very good. <laughs> Loved that it. Pizza. Yeah. I had three. Sl- I ate it twice because it was the only restaurant. <laughs> Sorry, Des Moines. It was the only fucking restaurant it was, there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um. So he was asked to pick a song that he felt describes his. Life. Oh, That's what a could tough it be? One. Yeah. I, how would you answer? Could you answer this question oh right now? Oh my god! I didn't feet? even think about that. What I is it? A song that describes your life. A song that describes your life. I say it would probably be like "Got the Life" by Corn is really good because he's like. God told me I already got that. Like, people be like, oh, yeah, man, you're living a really great life, but you're always fucking bummed out about everything. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That might describe me because my whole life has been like people saying, like, you should be happy, and me being like, I fucking hate everything, and the world sucks. <laughs> right, right. So maybe that's that works for me. That would be like, without giving it a ton of thought. That might be for me, but that's a hard question to answer yeah. on the spot. I think I'm going to choke on it. I really can't oh, come no. up with one. Yeah. Oh, no. What about Hotel California? Hotel California <laughs> would not be my... That describes... What is it? What is it? He just said a song that you feel describes your life. Like, how my... do you feel about your life? Another brick in the wall? Um, we don't need. <laughs> you no. don't have to answer. I don't want to put you on the spot, but Pete Buttigieg has an, had an answer. Okay, I think I think it's gonna have to. I think it would probably be that uh, more than a feeling by Boston. <laughs> I, I can't remember the name. It's funny because it's like a song about my life. I can't remember the name of. Um, I think it's that Talking Head song, Nothing But Flowers. Okay, okay. The Talking Head. Well, I have to listen to that when I leave. It's just a song. It's just basically about, like, it's all about how the earth is a beautiful place, and then they put pizza huts and shopping malls and parking lots and tell everybody <laughs> how much more beautiful this is than the earth that was there before. Okay, <laughs> that is beautiful. And it has, like, a really – it has just has a fun – it's not depressing. It's not down in the dumps. It just has a very, like – uh, very like light and wistful, like absurd, like I'm not in control of this, but this is what's happening vibe. That's, and I think it's, I think that's probably the one that I would say right now. That's actually perfect. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg was asked this and he seemed legitimately stumped by the question before answering, which is understandable. I was too. And then he, this is his answer, Brett. There's a song that's been on my mind a lot by Everlast called What It's Like. Oh, uh, no, I would change to that one. <laughs> that's what I meant. 
That's wild that Pete Buttigieg is like in his like tour bus going around the country, just fucking like mauling over what it's like by everyone. He is so corny. That is like the most. That is such like a robotic politician to say like, well, folks, when I'm you know sitting down, I'm thinking about what it would be like to walk a mile in your shoes. You know? Yeah. Like it's pandering as hell. Yeah, it in a way. But it's also But it's also like not like don't stop thinking about tomorrow by yeah. Fleetwood Mac but or he's, like a Beatles song. Or that's some true. Shit. And he's also believing it. So he's like in there and he's like, I'm not doing this for Buddha Jag. I'm doing this for <laughs> I'm doing this for Mary. They got what what happened to Mary? And got pregnant from a kid named Tom who said he was in love. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing it for. That's yeah. what he's running for president for, right? That's what he's getting psyched up on. I mean, which I, is nice. I mean, that's that's better than Radiohead. Like John Kasich was in a Radiohead, and that is like Park. No, 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 no. This is not a promising message for the future. These people were were like harbingers of uh, dystopia. Oh, he he described Everlast, man. This is incredible. Ding, 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 ding. But I think, like, also, the the that song could be like a really great political move for him to pick because, because people, people in, in Ohio, Ohio yeah. swing <laughs> will be like, yes. Well, that's what I, mean, I did. I fucking was like, yeah, right on, dude. Everlast, I love that song. Basically, that song was like when that song came out. To a certain segment of the population, the segment of the population that listened to hard rock radio, when that song came out, that was the most important song in the world. Like, I never stopped listening to it when it came out. Yeah. Folks, I just want to say right now, this folks, this show just got sponsored by the smooth menthol tobacco flavor of Ivana Bitch menthol tobacco flavored vodka. All right. Mm. So but what the Everlast Choice says to me is that... Pete Buttigieg has hung out on a fucking patio, <laughs> super drunk, and just like yelling songs into the fucking atmosphere until the cops get called. Yeah. I mean, it seems I, like I wonder, he is from Indiana. He cranked up somebody's like rock. They have those rock speakers, you know? Yeah. Him and his buddies cranked up some rock speakers and uh, got fucking twisted one night and listened to Everlast. I mean, he, and it was like important. He is in I Indiana. I fucking loved it. I loved Everlast. I did too. Remember was, the white boy is back. Remember ends. Oh, oh, that one's even. That's he another. Thought good. about ends. Yeah. What about that? Like that's like we do everything for fucking money, man. You ever think about how ends aren't really that important? You know. What about what about doing a little Instagram video where he talks about why he puts his lights on. Put your lights yeah, he could, on. Like, yeah, he could be like, do a black and white video and he'll like flick them on and then he'd be like, you know, I'm out here being the president, you know, because Mary fell into... If <laughs> fell he in love. takes... I gotta put my lights on for her. There, I can see... I can see, like, for myself, being very like, oh, okay, I'm listening, guy. You're listening to my kind of music. You're, you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you're his, in the rent a ballpark. If his campaign stops are like Woodstock '99, then I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm not shut. I'm gonna shut Everlast off. I have no reason to fucking shut Everlast off. I love no. That who song. would shut it off? Who would shut it off? For real, I've, it crossed so many boundaries. I know. Motherfucker is Santana. Like, it was the most. So that song was on hard rock radio and it was on pop radio. It's like yeah. on both stations. 
at the same fucking time in heavy rotation and people just couldn't get enough of it. And you, the weird thing about Pete Buttigieg is not that he likes Everlast because if you're of this age that me and Brett yeah, are, yeah. which is what he is, he's a younger guy. Yeah, man, this is big shit. Yeah, I he's like it. young for a presidential yeah, candidate. Yeah. So it was like a very important song yeah, in his life. It, that's not like the weird part. The weird part is, is that he's my age and he's sitting on like a tour bus or sitting in his apartment and, and like mauling over what it's like by Everlast. Yeah, I mean, that's a, <laughs> it's not a hard puzzle to put together after you heard it a few times. You know, you, that one kind of... You kind of get what he's saying. It lacks a little of the subtlety you get with uh, some other music choices. Like that, that, yeah. Let's read his reasoning because he did get oh, reasoning. Bust it, man. Give me the genius. I want the genius on this. You know the refrain, God forbid you have to walk. I'm sorry. It's just the the things he's saying is something that you should say when you're 17. Yeah, go so, for it. You know the refrain, God forbid you have to walk a mile in her shoes. Yes. And it's about a few different stories of different people and the way we judge those people and the way we might view it a little differently if we really know what it was yeah. like to be those people. Yeah, I've seen it um, at the state fair. You could win it. It said that on a mirror. <laughs> It's a crazy. He's this is crazy. Do you, this guy's running for president, and and I'm not I'm not sure it captures my life. I mean, how obnoxious is that? If somebody came up to you and was like, "Man, you ever really like imagine what it's like to be that guy?" And you're like, "Sure, <laughs> sure," but I'm not like all the time. I can't no. do all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I do yeah. have to be me. Yeah, I just like. Like, can't put my body into, like, everybody else's body. <laughs> right. Like, I try to empathize with every single person sure. that I meet. But I don't, like, have to be told that. Or I don't have to, like, be reminded I, that I should be doing that. And if you're, like, also, as somebody that, that does know what it's like based upon hearing from, like, our listeners when they, like, say all kinds of, like, very like uh inside st stuff into their life like after live shows and things like that i'm not gonna listen to that as like my wind down music you know no i mean even just that like he's grappling with these ideas in this song that like isn't dealing with very complex ideas. <laughs> I know. She's <laughs> like, like, stop being, stop being against abortion, right? I, I know. So uh, I'm not sure it captures my life. My life has had its ups and downs, but in the grand scheme of things, I feel pretty lucky. But I believe it describes the way we ought to come at politics. Okay. So now I love he's this. running for president on the. We ought to the act Everlast. more like Everlast platform, which sounds really cool. I mean, he had two songs, like, he just, like, you know, they'll just guide its ends and what it's like. It will just make all decisions based upon that, right? Yeah. That yeah. would be, like, the guiding light. Yeah. Crazy to me, man. I agree, man. I mean, people will do stuff to get ends. So I think that if we made ends a big part of the budget in, like, 2020 and m making sure that people got their ends, it would there would be a drastic reduction in violent crime. He does have a playlist up. Some people would rob them mothers. He, he has a he has a playlist up. Who on Spotify? Buttigieg. Okay, what's he rocking with? High hopes by Panic at the Disco. I don't know. That's a deep uh, cut. For cut me. to the feeling by Carly Rae Jepsen. That's a good choice. Tweezer by Fish. Okay, he He's listens a... to album cuts. 
Yeah, um, he. I mean, okay. I would say he's um, <laughs> he's good so far. I, I mean, it seems like weird enough that it's like, all right, that sounds like you actually like that. <laughs> the distance <laughs> by cake. Wow, wow, man, that's that is, a, that so is a, fits that is such a geeky choice. It that is a perfect him. geek choice for yeah. him. That is like the geekiest band in the world. This land is your land by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Dope. Good choice. Dope. Good choice. Dope. Up around the bend by CCR. I love CCR. CCR forever. Is good. I'm yeah, John Fogarty. I mean, you can't for life. hate CCR. I mean, you can hate Clarence Clearwater Revisited. You make my dreams by Daryl Hall and John Oates. I love Hall Notes too. All oh, here's this is a nice little run here. It's got You Make My Dreams, Rebel Rebel by David Bowie, okay. and then Country Nation by Brad Paisley. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Everyday People by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yeah, it's strange. He doesn't have what it's like on this place. Yeah, where's what it's like? It's dude. not here. George Michael, Freedom 90. <laughs> okay. Dude, go for it. <laughs> oh, I saw the Brothers Osborne, and I thought it was Ozzy Osborne. And I was like, all right, buddy, I see where you're coming from, my dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Buttigieg news. We got all a right. <laughs> well, guys, guys, I mean, you know what? I'd listen to records with the motherfucker for I would sure. Too. I'd drink some, you know, a fancy drink or something and listen to records with him. He is. I don't want him to be the, in charge of everything. No, no, hell no, God no, <laughs> no. If we're t- I wasn't talking about him deciding anything about my fucking life. I'm just saying, like, I could definitely like be feel, like, hey, have you heard this? Do you know this one? I feel like I know Buttigieg's. Like in my personal life, I know people yeah. that are like basically Buttigieg. I mean, smart, he's a little upper crustier. Little smarter, this guy's a little crustier. Yeah, this guy seems a little bit... Th- after saying that he sits around and thinks about that song, that's weird. That's true. That get, does... I totally... I think about stupid shit all the time, you know? Well, yeah. or but maybe that's really stupid. If he... Maybe he's just like <clears throat> um, a space reptilian that is... Thinks that humans are like hard to understand and those th- that song is actually complex. To his lizard brain. I mean, okay. That well, makes just sense. one thing. I'm just saying. Just saying. I, I just saw. one thought he might be a lizard. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is for the sure. Thing. Just wanted to make sure we get it out there. All right. More news. Actually, let's start with this. Uh, we stopped by uh, Stop and Shop when we were in Boston. We did. Saw the picket line. They actually thought we were going there to go in and shop. So we were like, no, I promise we were not going to go in there and shop. They asked us not to. We were we got dropped off by a lift. Horrible lift driving in Boston. Yeah, it was a little sketchy. Like them, but weird. A little weird. But uh, So, yeah, we got dropped off there, but we had to walk around the block. But we stopped and said hi to them and stuff and, and took a picture of them and shit. And uh, they were doing a good job. They were keeping people out of there. I mean, people will cross a picket line, which is weird as shit. Like, can you, like, I can't even put myself in the mind of a person who would walk by a picket line into a store. Like, I can't even, the only yeah, thing I can don't think, give a fuck. the only thing I can think is a person being like, I need this shit. And being like really selfish, <laughs> you know, like a really, like, if you were a person who was really selfish and you like needed diapers for your kid and that was the closest place, yeah, 
That's all I can really think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's just no reason you shouldn't go. You never cross a pickup line. If you're um, if you cut your head is like cut almost all the way off. It's just hanging by a thread. <laughs> and you need like one band aid to hold it back on. Then you're like. Fine, you can go through. Fine, go yeah. get a Band-Aid. They would understand your if on. your head was going to fall off yeah. without a Band-Aid. They would probably be like, let me show you where they're at in there. Let me get you taken yeah. care of. Right. But don't... I, I mean, none of our listeners would ever cross a picket line. No. I mean, my fucking parents instilled that in me. Like, Man. for real, my dad... I remember my dad telling me not to cross a picket line. And like, well, because he was worried about getting hit in the head with batteries. Yeah, that's was, what they used to do when he was young. It was a fucking <laughs> rock. Well, yeah. Yeah. Brian, it's more trouble than it's yeah. worth. You're going to get your glasses broken. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to kick you in the butt and give you a wedgie. Yep. What the unions do? Yep, yep. <laughs> I wish that's what the unions do. They, so, they throw snowballs and they put coal on the inside. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, when I was in fourth grade, my teachers went on strike, and that was my first encounter with a union, and I was very cool with it. Like, I thought it yeah. was the coolest thing in the world. Our teachers are like kind of outside. And they were like, you can be as bad as you want. These scabs can't do nothing to you. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to do anything when I come back. I don't know what you're doing in there. So I was just like. The teacher was outside acting crazy? Well, they were striking outside. Right, right. And then we would stop and talk to them on the way into school because they had uh, scab teachers Right, there, right. Right? And uh, I never forget Miss Kreider. We did call her King Kong Kreider, which is rude. <laughs> but she is a fourth grade teacher. She's yeah. my teacher. It's a good name. Yeah, it's funny. And I go walking in, and she is like, I'm, I'm like talking to her. I was like, this teacher doesn't know anything. And I was like, don't worry. I said this to her. Don't worry. I'm being bad in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising hell. I'm raising all kinds of hell. <laughs> don't worry. I'm doing exactly said, what I do when you're here. <laughs> I need union help. I need union help. <laughs> yeah. And she was just kind of like, she didn't tell me to be bad, but she was kind of like. I love it. Yeah. Agitate from the inside. Yeah. I, You're our inside man, Brian. <laughs> she didn't say it's just to me. It was like me She's and like, a group of kids. I didn't she walk like, up and she be like, like you want me to be bad? No. She gave you a manila envelope filled with stink bombs. <laughs> we were so fucking bad during that strike. Nice. It was just it felt like the right thing to do you probably you turned the tides i mean i bet it was that like they're like enough the children they're going insane <laughs> the high school was real fucking bad like no. i wasn't i was only in fourth grade ah so it was just kind of like mischief sure the high school they were they were like beating each other up okay so yeah that's that was my first like experience with a with a strike and it yeah. was positive for me because it was like two weeks where i got to go to school and fucking be bad yeah like yeah. the whole day just be yeah. bad pro strike you pro strike be bad yeah, go on strike yeah. and be bad yeah the stop and shop on newport avenue in quincy was eerily eerily quiet tuesday morning the hum of refrigeration and chattering of product ads over the intercom among the only signs of life in a largely empty store the deli and meat departments were dark, their counters mostly bare, and the produce display for bananas was barren because they can't mm, stop yeah. the shelf. So even if people do shop there, 
themselves ain't getting restocked. Somebody said so there on Twitter they were describing like some dweeb in like a button up shirt. Some manager was fighting with the carts and couldn't like get them oh, all together. That's fine. And they're just sitting there laughing and watching him. Some fucking shithead that got some hired from the outside yeah. and like never had to do the carts or yeah. anything like that. Some fucking guy that graduated just college. Does the logistics for the carts. Yeah, yeah. And he, he orders all the carts or whatever, right. but he's never pushed the carts into the building and they do have to wear suits to work. They should, those bosses, it's so funny because it is like yeah, extra humiliate, like that work, I don't think that works humiliating, and I don't look down on people who do it, but doing it in a suit is humiliating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's some nice clothes in your dress shoes? There are motherfuckers in dress shoes doing that. He looks, get the hell out of here. Go on and put some fucking work clothes on and come back. You need some help? Like, the, the butchers are yeah. like, you need help? Like, I would love to see the kind of steaks you're cutting, my yeah. good dude. Don't, don't fuck up the pleats in those pants. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, it must, like, I, I hate, I hope there's a, we should look and see if we can find a strike fund for them. Okay. Like, and, and send some money. Because that's the thing that sucks is they don't get paid while this shit happens. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, and it's been you like, want them to, it's at least a week? Because we saw yeah, it on been last like week. 30 some years since they've done this, though. Yeah. It's hey, been like a long time. It coming. has to be done sometimes, you know, uh, at the Rosen. Roslindale store, bakery cases, and the hot food bar were empty. Kale and mustard greens were nowhere to be found, and the only open lanes were the self-checkout ones. The Hyde Park store was locked, as it has been since the strike began Thursday, according to picketed workers, while one of the two stop-and-shops on Nantucket is also closed. So they're, like, actually having to close stores. shutting the store down. Yeah, this is, like, a really fucking effective strike. (laughs) Like, this company's got to be losing, like, Oh yeah, like a lot of money. They ha- they're gonna have to cave. come back to the table. And I mean, cave. Well, just fucking the company goes under, or they or they have to you know meet their demands. Yeah, the nearly week old strike by thirty one thousand unionized stop and shop workers is clearly having an impact. With the union contending that at least several dozen of two hundred and forty stores in three states are closed, and many shoppers are staying away from those that are still open. Yeah, yeah. If I was there, I would go hang out and like make it uncomfortable for people to go in too. Like yeah. that seems like like oh, right yeah. up my alley as like a thing to do. I'd chew tobacco and spit it all over the front <laughs> of the place. I mean, I would be so pissed uh, if we would have saw somebody go in there. I would have been fucking livid if yeah. I would have saw a customer go in there across that picket line. There's something about crossing a picket line, like when somebody does it, that actually like pisses me off yeah it's i i don't i am laid back about fucking everything but like to be selfish enough and not show the kind of solidarity that just simply not shopping at a store takes when you could go to fucking walmart or target or any of those places and probably get shit roughly the same price it's like fuck you man you're just fucking we should force those people to live in the country and get the fuck away from us and all the people and just do their fucking thing out there. That's yeah. what we should do. I mean, I think that I would make, I would approve an, an amendment to the strike clause that says that all the employees could have an orange inside of a sock to hit people with that <laughs> go past the uh, the line. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it really is sick to like, to, to it's like a, a kind of, 
for me a sickness to to not care about like employees sticking like anybody who is mad about it, those that couple in ohio that said the noise from the uh school workers strike pissed them off so they tried to give them laxatives it's like what a fucking couple Oof, of just yeah pigs. psychos just horrible god damn. they didn't eat them or anything because they're not stupid like you come out there like oh we got cookies for after saying shut up you fucking idiots for probably days out of their window like fucking sick people, man, out there. Just conservative weirdos that don't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. And uh, in nearly thirty years, we haven't seen a strike as effective and devastating as it, this one. Said Bert Flickinger the third, managing director of Strategic Resource Group, a retail consulting firm that has evaluated grocery store strikes for three decades. The, the assessment includes the six-week market boycott of market basket score, stores in 2014 prompted by employees walking off the job to protest the firing of the company president during a family dispute over control of the chain. The stop and shop strike is even keeping shoppers away in wealthy communities, Flickinger said, which isn't always the case. God, wealthy people are fucking the worst people, man. They're like, oh, oh why I will go to the stop and shop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and Shop cannot provide specifics on closures and supplies, noting that only the majority of stores are open and there have been some delays on deliveries on Monday. On Monday, Stop and Shop sent a letter to customers from President Mark McGowan, noting that the deli seafood bakery and customer service counters are not operational, meat selection is limited, and gas stations are closed. Hours are also now limited to 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Guy, you know they hate that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. far, so good. So they say there's shortages there. In, Why aren't in they the just stores. caving already? Well, that's, I, I think, uh, so the workers at Stop and Shop in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut, represented by the UFCW, walked out after contract talks deadlocked. The standoff, as in most modern-day labor disputes, is largely over rising health care costs. The ACA is great. I mean, we're all loving that. Yeah, day, yeah. Right. The company has proposed worker pay more toward their insurance, noting that Stop and Shop would still cover 92% of premiums for family coverage, a much larger portion than other large retailers pay. The 2 to $4 annual increase in weekly health care costs for employees would still keep workers' costs below the national average, the company said. Stop and Shop has also proposed limiting coverage for spouses who can get health insurance from their own employer. Stop and Shop also said it's offering wage increases and increased pension contributions for current workers. Average hourly pay is $21.30. Everybody knows that average hourly pay is a really unreliable way to know what people are really making at a company. They do that at fucking, what's it called, too, at Walmart. They're like, average hourly pay here is like $21. And it's like, yeah, but you're paying some people $7 an hour yeah. and some people fucking a billion dollars Right. Or <laughs> whatever, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of money being made here. The union has called the store's proposal smoke and mirrors that would hurt both current employees and new hires. The company's proposal would cost a full-time employee an additional $893 in weekly health care premiums over three years, the union said. Reduce pension benefits for many part-timers and new hires. Remove 1,000 employees' spouses off of health insurance. And eliminate time and a half pay on Sundays and holidays for new part-time. So that's fucked up. That's they're trying. So basically what they're 
Stop and Shop's trying to do is get the union to fuck over the new workers. Yeah, just a they little bit. In. Just a little bit. They're like just a few people, you know, and not too much. The, so they fuck over the new workers that come in, and then you know that also hurts the union in the eyes of the new workers that come in. Like this whole thing about like, oh, you know, I got in here, I have seniority. Or you got in here. You're all in here with us. These new people, they're, we don't fucking need them, you know? We'll bring them in. We'll pay them a little bit less. No time and a half on Sundays or holidays is just going to fucking mean that the part-time workers work the Sundays and holidays and the fucking old workers that should get paid time and a half would just get those days off. You yeah, know? that's bullshit. They don't understand people's budgets. And, like, you know, it's just $4 a week and... These people are probably getting raises that are a quarter to 50 cents, you know, which means that, you know, they have to work how many hours to, to make up for the raises and shit that they get. Like yeah. the, the first, you know, uh, first eight hours of the day of the work week are like going towards more the healthcare shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, they can fucking afford they, the, the bottom line with all these places is that they can afford more. Sure. And that like. They value profit so much that it's like that they they get rid of employee part the the employee part of the thing as much as they possibly can, and we just always have to fucking remember that profit only goes to rich people. That profit doesn't come to yeah. us at all. We don't get that shit, and uh, they take all the fucking credit for it. You know, the CEO gives himself a bonus because they profited. Like the CEO of like uh, McDonald's or something is like, look at me. I'm going to give myself a nice little bonus. We we raised productivity this year. And it's like the fucking people that are doing the work raise the productivity. You just said, wouldn't it be great if we raised productivity this year? Yeah. So, uh, oh no. This guy, oh, God. Despite their pleas, one customer headed in to pick up some fruit. I feel awful doing this, said the woman, who would only give her first name, saying she was shopping there because she didn't want to be late for work. Okay. Uh, Sure. Oh, a few minutes later, she was back outside, empty-handed. I just felt like a jerk, she said. Plus, all the shelves were empty. So, basically, all the shelves were empty. Yeah, they didn't have what I wanted. (laughs) I was looking for the, the... the uh, Bangkok shrimp lean cuisine <laughs> and they were out. I was going to get that for lunch. <laughs> there is one more uh, strike going on right now that we should report on before we get out of here tonight. And it's in Pikesville, Maryland, Ooh, which is not, not Pikesville, Pikesville, Kentucky. Kentucky. We've been to both. I think we've driven through Pikesville, oh. Maryland. I'm almost positive. What goes on there? Target team members at store 1541 are on strike over disrespect and abuse perpetrated by their store team lead, Kate Harley. Nice. <laughs> Since Kate has taken up, taken over workers are now stressed out both on and off the job because of her contact cool. conduct, create There's- creating a hostile work environment where team members face intimidation, spying and false accusations they're, by they're doing a mutiny. Yeah, they are. They're, and so they're just throwing a fit about the fucking management. Yeah. That's they don't great. like her. Fuck them. Yep, they're right. horrible. Exactly. If, if, 
If, if they're that bad and you can get enough people to throw a fucking tantrum outside this door, go on with it. I know. That's exactly it. If there's enough employees willing to go stand outside the store and be like, I ain't fucking going in here until Kate's gone. Yeah. Kate gotta go. Like, Kate right. is a problem. I'll show up. I'll put do my fucking job, not get paid, and not it w- won't be an issue unless this person is fucking, you know, still here. Yeah. Well, uh, Kate has been dis- Kate has been destroying Target ever since she started here. I come to work every day stressed out and worried if I can pay my bills and maintain my life with this job. Uh, that's from Pikesville Target team member Nicholas Mosby. Oof. Team members don't feel they can trust the internal channels Target Corporation provides to hold someone in a position of power like Kate accountable for their actions. Team, they don't have that, no. by the way. They have human resources, yeah. which you go to them, and then they're like uh, duly noted, and then they tell the boss that the employees all get <laughs> yes. yelling at them, and then you got to deal with the fucking the boss again. Yeah, you know they give you a little they give you a little email box or a little booth that you can go fill out a way, uh, fill out something. It prints out into your manager's fucking office, so that they can look at it. <laughs> that's and like see what, what I your call complaints them, are. That's what about I call them. The, that's like when I call the Public Utilities Commission on. <laughs> AEP and then AEP called me and was like we heard you've been calling the public utilities commission (laughs) (laughs) what can we do to help you yeah yeah it's like what the fuck you don't you don't make any moves in this city without me knowing about it kid (laughs) (laughs) and it's the same thing it's like you go to fucking management to be like Oh, I went to Human Resources to talk about this manager, Kate, who's, like, intimidating people and spying on people and shit. And then the next day, Kate calls you into her office and is like, one of you motherfuckers went to Human Resources yeah. and said that I've been intimidating and firing people or, yeah. or spying on people. You are, you think you're tough? You should have been in Chattanooga after 9-11, you fucking <laughs> assholes. You don't know how it was tough it was to work for Target. <laughs> I've never uh, were ha- this staff isn't even close to lean. <laughs> Team members know that Kate and district manager Ryan are friends. This is a conflict of oh, interest no. concerning her abuse and oh, disrespect no. of rank and file team members. These team members have provided multiple testimonies on the work conditions under Kate. They are fed up with this treatment and demand she be fired from Target Corporation immediately. She is extremely retaliatory and will go to any length to get her way. I absolutely do not trust her as a leader and constantly feel that I'm being targeted. Pikesville target team member. I gotta say, if enough people can form this, can form this, you know, uh, this kind of a, a group that's willing to advocate for your removal. You gotta go. You just gotta fucking go. Yeah, she's gotta go. That's the rules. The, I mean, just the, the you gotta truth conduct of the yourself is... in a way where people aren't gonna fucking mutiny on you like right. That. Nobody would. You would. Ne- I have never worked at a place that has had a mutiny, and I've worked at a hundred places. And I'm the worst employee in the world and would absolutely join a mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never I've always seen wanted it to happen. Do, I've always wanted to do this. I've tried. I've been like, fucking Megan, let's go. Like, let's fucking go do something about it. Like, right now, like, stop working. Like, let's just start screaming and yelling. Like, fuck this lady, you know? I know. I, there have been times where I'm like, if we all didn't do the work, the work wouldn't fucking get done. Yeah, yeah. It's never happened. So here's the thing about this. 
You gotta be crazy. You gotta be fucking awful. You just got to be the worst. This isn't just like somebody that is like has a weird personal vendetta or is like reliving some trauma with a boss. (laughs) This person's a grade A asshole. Yeah, well, she's an Instagram influencer. What? Wait, what? (laughs) That's the other part of the story that I thought I needed to get in there for. She's an Instagram influencer as well? Like she's flexing the new Target uh, clothes? She is a. Here's the mm. thing. She's not I love it. an influencer yet. She's a potential influencer. I went to her Twitter page and the uh it's locked, of course. And uh she uh has Target STL and then she has the uh I think the um GPS code, you know that I mean, that geocaching yes, code. Yes, yes. The geocaching code for her Target. Wow. And uh and she's a potential potential influencer she wants to be her 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 feed up top her uh like banner, banner picture yeah. is her standing with all the employees that are now striking against her at target wow i guess they didn't want to be in her show <laughs> is somebody doing a youtube show at the target and and people don't want to be involved i mean looking at their faces She's like, now we need some drama okay we need some drama <laughs> um she has uh she has this an is, Instagram, but it's closed. Shut this down. You gotta shut someone like this down. This is when you gotta roll up on them with um one of those uh syringes filled with the sleeping medicine and just take them out. And she is so what she is is she's trying to be like a, a help a, a self help influencer. Okay. Her thing is I called like, Target Your Best Self with okay. Kate Harley. <laughs> this is Okay, this is getting into uh, this person might have scrambled brain. <laughs> I think that you can't really make your money. What are you gonna do? What's the what's the angle there? Well, she's there's an interview with her that I'm looking at on so this like, thing. Your life is it is it a, like a guidebook to working at Target? Is she just like going after Target employees or? Well, the guidebook is like. You know what I learned at Target? You know what uh, I'm saying? Like how to make like, life. Uh, I've learned a lot in my life. That is Target. <laughs> you know, we got we got groceries now, so you know. I've learned how to destroy people. I, like they're okay. So like influencer, like potential trying to be an influencer Pot- with a brand. Yeah, it's wrapped up in being a manager at Target. I just a hundred percent believe the employees. <laughs> like I could never not be on the I, side. Like I just see that she's a problem. Probably that's I'm, all I'm saying. I'm, Target does not want any of this horseshit either. <laughs> no, like no. I'm surprised they haven't gotten rid of her. Because well, they don't I, want you playing around with video and doing pranks and shit at the fucking Target. She's know? not doing pranks. Well, I know, but still, like, trying to make a fucking show happen. Yeah, you, you don't know? want to be fucking... They don't like, want no, you to be like... I, you know, you need to, like, make sure that fucking Swedish fish are in stock and that the Blu-rays are are filled in before Tuesday. Yeah. Like, they... they, they you don't, don't need to be running around there. here doing, like, photo shoot. She does that. And she got engaged fuck- in a Target. No. Yeah, that was the big thing somebody showed me earlier today. What? That she got engaged. It. She had Instagram in there with her, take people taking Instagram pictures while she got engaged in a fucking Target. Like she. Okay. Is being like she. I think that like what Target's attitude about her would be is be like okay. 
Like, I'm going to let this go until she says something racist. Yeah. And then we'll have to get rid of her. But now... But now there's a whole other thing going yeah. I think they're going to move her. I don't think they're going to fire her. Really? I think they're going to notice her and be like, shit, she She's really got some loves spirit. fucking Target. She built, like, her whole life around... Like, not only did she, like... She, her hobby is also gonna, Target, Right, dude. right. That's, like, this is my I'm, hobby. This is my only hobby is street fight, but it's also my job, which is cool well, because it's something that we it's created. It's our thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hers is Target. Yeah, which is not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I said this seems unhealthy. I know, I know. Too much Target in your life. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe she could, like, they could drive around to other stores and she could say, like, a bunch of puns about Target, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, just, I just knew when I, you know, took that temporary job, it was a bullseye. Yeah, I mean, she just uh, take like she talks about targeting fitness on the road. Okay, targeting brunch and barbells. Okay, because she's lifts. Uh, she balances her wellness and her career. Okay, but it doesn't. It seems like her career takes more. I just feel like this Her person, life is consumed. Target's probably not... Target is going to... Hopefully, what happens is they fire her, right? Yeah. And then those people are like, did you see how we got her fired? This boss that everybody hates. Y'all want to, like, get a union role? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The, we could do this all the fucking time. This could just, like, be a regular thing. Yeah, <laughs> We yeah. could do this for, like, to try to get $15 an hour. <laughs> Yeah, um, and the thing about it is that she's doing all this influencer and extra work for a job. She's probably getting paid like $37,000 or she's something. she's a team lead, which is the, yeah. that's the other thing. She's not necessarily management. She's oh, a gosh, team she's lead. Let me look up what STL means, because that's what they put in front of her name. I think it might be store team lead. Okay, maybe. let's see what the range is. Yeah. Let me look yeah, I mean up. that's I mean that is a lot of extra effort and you're not getting paid for that and it's consumed your life and I just don't see the out. <laughs> I don't I don't I mean maybe if it's like this is inspirational that I have this terrible job but I'm also like do badass weightlifting or I can live on less. So we have a glass door page for target team leader salaries. Average base pay is a hundred and seven thousand dollars a year. Oh, that ain't bad. No, it's good. no. I'll I'll be an influencer for Target for that much. I'll get fucking married in one. Average additional pay is about twenty thousand dollars a year. I think additional pay is bonuses. Like you get bonuses and stock bonuses in that Whew. job too. So yeah, I guess a store team leader is probably the top. Yeah, that's it's not funny. like a team lead. It's not know? like it's not like someone that makes a dollar more for an hour and just yells at you or gets you in trouble with the big manager. They also get vacation and time off. Uh, like I'm reading the comments and it says it's great. Okay. It's very great. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to maybe do a career rethinking. rethinking. <laughs> you <laughs> would never get the store career. team lead job. Why? At they Why would not? never make you I would be that. good at it. You would be te- Number one, you would not be good at it. You, you don't have the kind of... I would be great at it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think for me... I would, I'm like a people person, I can deal with people, I like people when they're different idiosyncrasic, whatever that word is, Yeah, and like, I could run a fucking target if I wanted to, Sure, I don't want to, and I don't think I could get the job, and I think you could run the target, I don't, 
dispute that. I think that like you the would passion run it more like the influencer lady. Yes, hey, I and would. I would run it more like fucking a commune. You know, like, bros, man, I take a little bit of pay cut so I can give you guys more money, man. You know? Okay. I think I'd be a great... You'd go hand out $100 bills on break? No, I would just be like, what's the budget for the store, you know? And then I would make sure they took, like, so we're talking about $100,000 a year, right? I, I would be, like, on the phone every time an employee came in, and I'd be like... Oh, hold on! I'm I'm on the phone with corporate, and then they would just wait here real quick, and I'm like, I said, take twenty five thousand dollars a year out of my check and redistribute it to the employees. <laughs> you just on the phone making deals. Okay, that's how you get the team on your side. You know, yeah, you get yourself in financial ruin. God, she loses that job. She is. A hundred percent fucked. Yeah, that is like, going to be hard to do somewhere else. I don't fucking know how. What, that's the what only other store, store it works. That's the only store yeah. that influencer works at. She couldn't do it at Walmart because of the smock and stuff like that. Like Target lets you wear your own clothes. Yeah. God, she couldn't do that anywhere else. Well, she could try. She'll try. She'll try. She'll be at the Bass Pro Shop and they're like, howdy, y'all. <laughs> I mean, that she would probably. I mean, that's probably a position that probably isn't that hard to find. I don't know though. Store lead I don't or know if like they hire boss. the the big boss at the that's grocery store from boss. outside a lot of times. Well, I don't feel like. Do they? I don't know nothing about it. Dude. I think it's mostly people with degrees and shit. Oh yeah, you gotta have degrees. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna let you just work your fucking way up and get that job. That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's like a job where you work your way up to get there. It's like you could never do that because if you worked your way from the bottom, you wouldn't love Target enough to be the person that's the face <laughs> of Target. <laughs> Like you would hate it. Yeah. Like if you're stocking shelves at Target, yeah, you, you know, fucking you're gonna hate wash it. out. <laughs> yeah, you can't or, put up with that shit for very long. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's the show. That's three, two labor actions. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love labor actions. Yeah, love to do laborious actions. Hell yeah. Well, uh, fun, very fun. So, yeah, great, uh, great show. Thanks for uh, joining us on the live stream there. I didn't see you on the chat this week, but I'm sure you were all hilarious. And I'm, I can't remember any weird Easter traditions. Um, I do want some hot cross buns, though. I'm going to try to get my hands on some of those. If you want more Street Fight Radio, if you were missing us from your feed, there's tons of bonus material over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio. You can pledge a monthly donation to the show, unlock a whole bunch of bonus episodes, Read some comic books, watch some videos. There's a whole bunch of shit over there. Uh, please consider supporting the show so we can keep this thing moving. We're going to the Southwest in May. I got somebody working on a poster. We're going to have it all announced before the end of this month. Um, hopefully before that, we got everything tightened up, I think. We're going to Denver. We're going to Albuquerque. We're going to phoenix and we're going to las vegas that's happening like in the may 19th to 25th region yeah so get right 20 yeah and we'll, we'll i think we're on sunday in vegas okay uh we're going to double or nothing so if you're out there for double or nothing we'd love to hang out with you wrestling fans hopefully yep. they do some indie shows there is what i was thinking but maybe if not me and brad will go shoot a uzi and brad will drive a uh bobcat yeah then i will proposition them to let me shoot 
at the Bobcat while Brett drives it with an AC. Yeah. And then we'll film it, and it'll be really fucking cool. Perfect. Yeah, I won't hit you. Of course. I would never shoot you. Yeah. But I would Thank shoot you. at the... Like, right. maybe you can bring the thing up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the digger boy up, and then I just... Sh- really shoot at that with a newsie. Yeah, so that's yeah. something I'm thinking about. Makes sense. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for being cool. We are Street Fight Radio. Peace. <laughs>